This is a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com. Callum McSwiggan on Fubar Radio. Hello and welcome back to the Callum McSwiggan Show. Today I am joined by somebody we have wanted to get on the show for a while, so I'm quite uh, quite excited to have you here in the studio. I'm joined by Liv Little. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for coming on. Now, I think one of the things that I am most passionate about mm. is representation, mm. you know, particularly LGBT plus representation, but representation of everyone. And I think that is something that you and I have in common. We're mm. both incredibly <laughs> passionate mm. about mm. that. So now I love Galdam. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but I, know, I, I mean, if they've been living under a rock, some of our listeners may not know about Galdam. Mm. So do you want to just tell us a little yeah, bit for sure. about what that? it is, yeah. what we do? What you do. Um, yeah, so Galdam is an award winning media company that is committed to sharing the perspectives, stories, creative work, talents, um, and just opinions, thoughts, feelings of women and non-binary people of colour in a media landscape that we know is 94% white and 55% male. Um, and yeah, we're basically shaking things up. Which is so unbelievably important. <laughs> and you, you started this when you were at university as well. Yeah, I was uh, in my final year at uni. So th this was like four years ago. Um, and I was sad and I wanted some friends and to connect with a community and people interested and um, we had an amazing team get involved and it kind of grew and then it became a business I think the connecting with the community was the first thing and there were no intentions of like ending up with a creative business but sure. that's, that's kind of what's happened which is amazing um to be able to go and work every day and look around and it looks like no other media environment that I've personally ever worked in yeah yeah, yeah. so um yeah it's really exciting and and I think there's something really exciting about operating in a small organisation where you don't have the levels of bureaucracy and a hierarchy and you can kind of try things out. And that's what people like about yeah. us, I think. Um, our tone of voice, the fact that we call things out, that we stand for something um, and that we're, yeah, we're committed, you know. I, I, I love as well that you've kind of, you've, you've seen that there's this massive hole that there's this massive problem there and you've gone out of the out of your way and said you know what we're not going to wait for other people to mm. give us these opportunities and give us this representation we're going to i guess demand it and and you've done Listen, that. nothing would happen absolutely <laughs> if um if if that wasn't the way that it worked and i think even like so many of my peers who are who are whether it's like creating safe spaces in nightlife or publishing or you know whatever it is it's because there was a massive gap um, mm -hmm. in in resources or or in space or in or in language or whatever it was and I think you know it takes one person or a group of people to say yes let's try this and everyone else is kind of like yes of course this mm -hmm. this needs to exist it just takes I think like that kind of catalyst sometimes yeah. it's not that the idea has never been thought of before but it's how you're able to execute it I, th I think it can have a really powerful knock-on effect as well because mm. once you see one organisation doing this kind of thing, I think other organisations start to pay a little bit more attention and mm. say, well, if they're doing that over here, mm. then maybe we can do that as well. And sometimes it's, I guess, you know, minorities within organisations mm. who are saying, well, I work here and I'm not getting this representation, but they're over there doing that, so maybe we can do a little bit more here. Mm. And I do think people are, and I mean, it's, it is slow, 
But I do think people are starting to wisen up a little bit and we are slowly, gradually starting to see mm-hmm. a little bit more representation across the board. I worry about how much the like people who are underrepresented or marginalised within those spaces are then expected to do the to do the work as well because yes. often it, it's it is you know another black woman within an organization who is advocating on behalf of getting other black women there and because there are so few and the task is so great um you know it can be an incredibly draining exercise so mm. you know we obviously need to have more people in positions of decision making um to be able to really shake things up in media and commissioning in television and journalism it's like all of it music whatever it is still a bit stale uh, isn't yeah it? <laughs> it is a, it is a bit stale do you, do, you, do you think we need a bit more like allyship of more people stepping up and you know rec- represent uh, recognizing the issues there and actually saying i'm gonna you know help help this community of people um mm-hmm. i know i i think you're friends with jamie windust mm-hmm. as well um they were talking about allyship very mm-hmm. very recently i think it was today or yesterday mm-hmm. And they were talking about how they spoke at an event about being an ally. And so many of the people there were shaken up and almost like offended by them saying that, you know, you need to do better and you need yeah. to support us. And I think some a lot of people out there are a little bit uncomfortable. But people have to be OK with being uncom- uncomfortable. They have to be OK with being because uncomfortable. Because yeah. we are uncomfortable so much of the time, you know, Um have a have a you know step into the world step into that feeling of uncomfortability and really challenge yourself um and i think the biggest thing is just recognizing when there aren't people in a room that look like you but also when you're not the best person for the job and i think you know within journalism and 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 in media so many i don't know so much misrepresentation could could be avoided if mm-hmm. um people who actually represented those demographics and experiences that the media is trying to to capture were actually involved in the decision making process or in writing the stories or in filming the content or shooting the content or you know whatever it is it's there are so I, I feel like I'm asked this so often and there are just so many solutions which people know about because it's been written about it's been researched the stuff exists on the internet you can figure yeah. out what you need to do um but so it's very, doing it. It's just it's 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 simple, but pe- people have to be people don't want to let go of their privilege. Essentially, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I I I like it when I'm made to feel a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not always a pleasant experience to say. But that's how you that's how you grow. That I is think. How you and grow. I think you know all of us have learning and journeys and stuff to go on. No one's perfect or has all of the answers but i think we have to be willing to do to do the work yeah like you say no matter how uncomfortable that makes us feel absolutely Mm. well um speaking about being uncomfortable um i I, want to move into because i feel like it's very relevant right now Mm. into a little discussion around politics because Mm -hmm. i've seen a few posts on the galdam instagram page Mm -hmm. which really i found quite affecting Mm. because and this isn't something i've spoken about publicly Mm -hmm. yet but I'm still a little bit undecided about where I'm going to place my vote Mm -hmm. in a couple of weeks Um, and I'm torn between what's tearing you I'm torn between Labour and Lib Dem because I I I, want to get the Tories out I feel like this is a very you know popular opinion yeah but I'm not sure where to place that vote I feel personally like Lib Dems most accurately reflect my beliefs but I feel like I think it's you just not... have to think about how effective your vote is going to be. Yes. And I always go with um, kind of the tactical vote. And I know that in my area, in my borough, if I was to vote for the Liberal Democrats, that would be 
a waste. A wasted And vote. that would be like giving a vote over to the Tories. So I think you have to do your research and figure out whether you're in a place where you're able to swing something or whether actually bigger picture here, <laughs> regardless of yeah. whether, um, you know, the political system is very flawed. It's It's completely imperfect. But I'm thinking about who has the policies and who wants to affect change in a way that's going to benefit the communities that I'm a part of and also yeah. that like I, I serve. And I think, as we know, women of colour are a group that is consistently hit incredibly hard mm-hmm. by all of these kind of Tory measures of austerity. And there's so much that has to happen now to go the other way. So that's why I'm voting Labour. <laughs> and that's why that's kind of the stance that, that we have taken. And I don't think it's a... There's no time for like un, uncertainty. Yes. You have to really stand for something and you have to you have to go for it, mm-hmm. you know, because the current political climate is so dire, it's so scary. Um, and yeah, and oftentimes it, in, in the current climate, it's the difference between life and death. We're, you know, we're, we're feeling the kind of effects of living under this Tory government that's led by absolute nonsense, racism, bigotry. Absolutely. So I think it's important that we use our platforms and also we don't have to be impartial <laughs> yeah yeah no so, absolutely yeah I, I think you may have very well just convinced me <laughs> which way to vote so um well done on that um do you do, do you almost would you fair, think it's fair to say that we're almost like we we're not privileged enough as mm. it stands to like really vote for the party that we fully believe in i mean a few years back i voted green because i, felt I voted like, green in bristol because there was actually a chance of um, sure. that happening um, and that was the same election that I remember watching all night in the SU whilst seeing with all my kind of enthusiasm that actually this was going to be a conservative government. I remember mm-hmm. going home and crying and being with my friends and us not knowing um, how to respond or to react. But I think you have to be strategic in, yeah. in what it is. And I think we don't live in a political system that is perfect or that like accurately represents people but we we have to we have to kind of try to work with what we've got and and we're doing an event actually which i don't think has been announced yet over the election evening Ah. um so more info to come but we're thinking about the ways in which we can continue to organize and keep the momentum going after the election um you know we're hoping for the outcome that we want and and in a in a case in which we don't get that yeah what is the kind of um what does the kind of community organizing and and activism and response to that look like so i think we just have to constantly be coming together and and strategizing and trying to dismantle these oppressive systems that we live in i love that that's so cool are you able to tell us anything more about this event or is it still planning stages i mean it's it's confirmed but i don't think we've published about (laughs) right okay But, but i would just say like keep an eye out on our um social media channels and it should be revealed very soon i should have actually checked if i was allowed to uh, how pre- much i'm allowed to say yeah. and presumably this is going to be a very um an event aimed at women and non-binary people of color or is it going to be for kind of everybody or um so oh that's a good question <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm basically I mean, saying can i come um can you come yeah. I, I think you can come. <laughs> um i mean you know in terms of the community that we serve we're looking at ways that we can um empower protect ensure that um services and things which are impacting our specific communities are kind of protected or or that we can think about ways to to organize around that um but yeah i mean yeah it's it's open (laughs) 
Well, it sounds very exciting. Mm. Um, I know you have another event coming up as well that I thought oh God, I would... what's that? It's <laughs> happening on Saturday the 7th of December. Oh, in... Um, in... In Newcastle, <laughs> yes, in, yeah. in, in Gateshead, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm doing that event as well. <laughs> You're testing me, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So we are doing. Um, it's about like old diary entries. Yeah, it is. And so we've got, I don't know why. I'm just, listen, first day of my period, I'm like, my brain is all over the place. I'm really tired. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's, taking, it's, fine. it's taking me a minute to yeah. like, to, to <laughs> just like get with it. Um, the cramps. But, um, so yeah, so we're doing um, a really lovely event. So uh, earlier this year, we published our first book, which was called Galdem Growing Up. And it was basically about... Um, us as writers, editors, as the Galdem kind of team um, and extended body responding to our old diary entries. So directly responding to like either the cringe, the stressful, the sad, the depressing, like moments that we had growing up. Um, so mine, I didn't actually keep a diary because I wasn't that organized. Charlie kept a diary and that's kind of where the idea emerged from. But mine was a bunch of um, like Facebook messages. Yeah. And it was about the first girl that I ever loved and I was obsessed with her I thought that this was like it this was like the love of my life I'm like very dramatic and I was very dramatic <laughs> then um, but we, we basically um, are, are using that format and we're, we're hosting um, an event with Rennie um, and Miriam and Anita and we're basically going to be asking them to look back and ask questions and, and, and offer up some like lessons to their younger selves so you can expect laughs you can expect a bit of cringy conversation and, and everything that's in between to be honest we can't we can't predict what's sure, going to happen yeah, it's but, gonna it, be, yeah. but it's always a really interesting conversation to have and then on the 8th I'm going to be at the same festival in conversation with Candy Scotty Williams it's probably the fourth time that I've interviewed her but she's phenomenal phenomenal author of Queenie um, which is an incredible book um, and so yeah it's going to be a really full weekend and it's really important I think that we are not just programming in London yeah so, you know, yeah absolutely it's it's good to go out and to connect with people all over the UK well, it's, inc it's incredible to hear how many things you're doing. I, d I don't really understand where you've got the time to be doing all these things. We have a very, <laughs> we have a really sick team. So yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, it shows. And, and I mean, you are obviously the driving force as well. Give yourself a little credit. Well, <laughs> turn to an <laughs> Well, it's a pleasure to have you on the mm. show. Um, we're going to be playing a game very shortly. But before we do that, let's have a little bit more music. So this is Side Effects, Carly Hansen. We're going to play a little game now. Um, and now I, d I did just tell you the name of the game while we were listening to the music mm -hmm. there. And, and I think it's you hated fantastic. it. <laughs> it's amazing. This it's very game... original as well. No one has ever said that to me before. Has no one ever no said this ever... before? No, joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, babes, it's all right. <laughs> Breaking my heart. So this game is the Live a Little game. Um, mm. And in this game, I have a load of different things in front of me whether they're scenarios items or people um and i'm gonna read them out to you and you're just gonna tell me whether you like them a little mm. or like them a lot or oh not at gosh, all which so is also a, a very um acceptable answer <laughs> okay. um, i don't know what i'm panicking my heart is racing i just feel like am i gonna get it right there's no right or wrong answers i promise <laughs> um so the first one is drag race uk um 
like them. Yeah, like like them. Like them. A, I don't know. I don't, I'm probably like quite like in the middle. I actually, I um, I um, I watched a few episodes. You didn't ask for me to go into things. Like <laughs> no, this. no, no. Please it's do. a game. Please do. Um, I watched <laughs> the first two, and I was like unsure. But I think it's because I, I, I. Maybe I'd like slightly fallen out of love with the with the US sure. show, um, and then actually I thought, yeah, do you know what? It's good to hear. It's good to hear a bit of British humour in mm. there. So I did quite enjoy the last few. Um, you know, bag of chips has said some really racist things. Oh wow, <laughs> previously. really? Previously, um, so you know, I wasn't best pleased that they were there. So, so let me let me say. Um, and also would have liked to have seen more queens of colour. But yes. um, I okay, so I'll say like them a little. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I like that answer. And I, I, I kind of feel like, like we may be in like a bit of agreement with this because mm-hmm. I've also kind of in, in recent years fallen in, fallen out of love with mm. the US show. Mm. I mean, it's, I think it's still amazing that we're getting such, you know, it's become a mainstream show mm-hmm. now. So having that LGBT plus representation mm-hmm. is incredible. But at the same time, I'm like, it could be doing a little bit more. Yeah. And I feel RuPaul even has said some slightly problematic things yeah, I mean, around <laughs> uh, trans people, people mm-hmm. of color, etc. Um, so, yeah, I have that frustration, too. Mm. What I do think is good about the show is I really didn't think they were going to, like, celebrate UK queens for their UK talent because the drag scene over here is very different. Mm-mm-mm. And I feel like they actually have done that. I'm excited quite well. to see what the next series is like. And, yes, and a little bit more representation. Further. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, okay, our next one: um, Pride marches. <laughs> <laughs> like the mainstream Pride marches. I mean, I love UK Black Pride. Yeah, I love that as a space. Um, I love Lady Phil and Chloe and we all of the all team. We all love Lady Phil. Yeah, literally just the best the greatest support wonderful human woman um i don't really engage in um like the main pride march yeah um it's very commercial and yeah i just i feel safer in a space like uk black pride to be honest so i would say a little but but uk black pride a lot lot. (laughs) i I, I like that answer i I know there are a lot of places around the world now where they're kind of separating their pride marches into two Mm -hmm. so they have their big kind of corporate pride which is still a party it's very you know flashy Mm -hmm. and then they have their more political pride Mm -hmm. marches Mm -hmm. um i went to world pride in new york i don't know if you happen to be there no i wasn't um and yeah yeah they had this they had this here and it was amazing Mm -hmm. to see and like yes it was nice to see the big glamorous Mm -hmm. pride parade Mm -hmm. over here but it was also lovely to go over to the other end of the city and see and it was still you know tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of people yeah. you know talking about the things that really affect our community and making it more political exactly um and and it and it, it is supposed to be inherently political and i think you know um there are a lot of brands that are only kind of interested i think it's such an Im- important that we have these spaces to, to be celebrated as um queer people but i think yeah there's um a danger or not a danger but yeah kind of a danger, danger actually yeah, when um, right. when brands try and get in on the a- action and capitalize off of it and actually are only interested in spotlighting our community when it is the month of june rather than when like understanding then, yeah. that you know these are people campaigns issues projects that you should be spotlighting and supporting all year round yeah um 
There are there are some amazing brands I think though that do do there, it. No, some of them um, have have like a legacy um, of it, but not all of them do. I think we both have worked with Absolute Vodka, and I oh, they yeah. do stuff all year yeah, round, yeah, yeah. and I absolutely yeah. adore them yeah. for that. Um, a drop of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah a drop yeah. of love. Yeah, yeah those <laughs> campaigns. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's lovely. Which I like. So not we're just like doing some free advertising right now. So <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll be sending a check. Uh, check? No, an invoice. I'm not sending you a check. Um, okay, our next one. Uh, Instagram removing the likes. I don't really mind. You I don't, don't, not, I don't, you don't have an opinion. No, I genuinely. Um, well, I mean, that it's apparently to do with mental preserving health. people's mental health, whether that's true or not. We don't know. But in terms of um, me personally, I'm... I'm, I kind of I, again. I kinda, we're, we're having a lot of agreement here. I kind of mm. feel the same. I'm like I don't really mind either way. There's a lot of people really upset. A lot of people really, oh, really? passionate about this. Okay. I, don't, like, I, don't, I don't know any of them. But, um. It's like it's Instagram likes everyone. Like yeah, calm I down. Think, like, life will go on. Like, life will okay. go on. Um, sex toys. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like a lot. I didn't, yeah, like them a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah me too. Um, <laughs> no more needs to be said on that one. <laughs> this, this one might be a little bit more divisive. Mm. Um, Jamila Jamil. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> uh, yeah, a little. A little. Uh, there's space there, potential there. Um, things have been said that I don't necessarily agree with, or or, or too quickly. Um, Sometimes it can feel like feminism light, maybe. Right, yeah, like um, diet feminism. <laughs> <laughs> feminism zero, yes. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, there is scope and space there. And I think it was good to see a platform being lent recently to um, voices and causes and things that should be heard. Um, and I think it's important that, you know, those of us that have platforms use them effectively and yeah. responsibly. So, I, yeah, I guess a little. I've, I, I've, I've, I've butted heads with her a couple of times over have things. You? Like, I, I actually do, you know, again, I, I like what she stands for and I think mm. she's doing good work. Mm. I just think it, it doesn't always land quite correctly. Mm, mm, mm. Um, but I do like that she's now, you know, trying to raise up other voices a little bit more and mm, like mm, mm. stepping back and giving her platform to other people. So I think, yeah. I think, she's, I think she's improving and I think her intentions are good. And, and I, I know that a lot of young people really do resonate yeah. with her as well. Yeah, I mean, I love The Good Place. It's a good show. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, like for that reason. Um, London LGBT plus nightlife. Yeah, love. Pussy Palace, babes. Yeah, Amazing. They were love on the show recently. We love them. Completely changed my life. I remember going to the first babes four years ago, which is around the time that Gardner launched. And just I'd never been in a space like that before, really. Yeah. And I was kind of really just coming into myself and, and understanding. Not even... Yeah, understanding who who I was a bit more or feeling confidence in the fact that who I am is okay. And I think like having spaces like this are really a testament to it. And there's also Misery Party, which is a sober space which celebrates queer Ooh, people of colour. I didn't know that That Aisha Mirza runs. They're amazing. Um, you know, um, Harpies. There are, there are lots of things that, that, that exist that, you know, we as a community can now feel safe in. And I think that's so important. So yes, yes, yes. Love all of them. And I think that they're all doing an incredible job of kind of shaking up. Yeah, yeah, that absolutely. Space. Complete, completely yeah. agree, 100%. Um, the next one, it says bondage, but I'm actually going to change this to like sex positive communities. Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah. amazing all the way. <laughs> Why not? Like, no. yeah, of course, love them, yeah. yeah. There's actually um, a, a, a festival that's coming up called Sex and Rage um, oh, okay. that I don't actually know loads about, but I, one of my um, good friends is running an event um, of like erotic readings. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited to see 
what that looks like and yeah. that is all that is obviously a celebration of kind of you know sex positivity so what's an erotic reading like a like a tarot like, reading but no, erotic no 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 no, no. oh interesting like, yeah, so I don't <laughs> I think, yeah I mean I'm on one of those my girlfriend reads tarot actually so I, I need to um, put a twist book, on it book her in yeah. for one of those erotic uh, tarot <laughs> sessions which I think I think she might have done some erotic tarot <laughs> sessions at an event before but um no they're reading like erotic like literature i guess oh of um, course yeah so, um, obviously yeah exactly <laughs> so poems short stories etc etc which is really interesting amazing yeah. and I'm, I, I'm being told in front i've got it in front of me that the next one is tuesday december 3rd so okay yes. yeah i feel yeah. like people should get to that a <laughs> little, little bit of promo there yeah which yeah, is nice. yeah why not um i've got one one last thing mm. on my list mm. and I, I i mean i know i know your answer already well at least i think i do um pierce morgan Fuck, like, no. <laughs> oh, that wasn't Good an option. Answer. Was that, that was an option? <laughs> like, them a little, like, like them a no. lot. I don't know. Yeah, just that. Yeah, I, the thing that upsets me with, with Pierce, though, is, is occasionally he says something sensible and then everyone shares it and it goes viral. And I'm like, you're sharing and it. And it makes him look like a, a sensible human being. No one that I know is <laughs> sharing those moments. But, um, and I'm not really that big on Twitter, so right, maybe okay. I missed that. But uh, no, everything that I see is vile, so you know not involved there was there was a couple of days ago he was like he he said something like against a, a tory mp i think mm. um and this went viral and i was like I, I mean i agree with what he's saying but i i don't agree with why him as a person yeah, why so, so like, let's let's not or you said something really obvious that like everyone knows Every, is yeah. wrong and like for some reason because you're pierce morgan people are celebrating that yes but like yeah. not, not calling you out for all of the other homophobic racist awful transphobic or all of the above exactly that, yeah. that you so no no i don't i don't engage good that's really? a good answer i yeah. like that um there's a round two are you ready for round two are you exhausted <laughs> <laughs> um so did you ever watch uh, uh the uh, play your cards right is that what that game's called the, the, no. with the up and down with the up you're no. looking at me blankly okay let uh -oh. me let me try and explain okay. this um so i've got some facts which are all related to sex in front of me mm. um and so the first fact we oh have my here God. is this is a test <laughs> more than one million stis yeah. are acquired every day worldwide so mm. that's our first fact okay i've now got a second fact and yeah. we have to guess whether the number is larger or littler okay am, cool. I, am i making any yeah, sense let's try let's give it a go <laughs> okay so are there a little or larger number of people who think about celebs when they're masturbating than <laughs> one million? A day, like a day. Yeah, I guess it must be a day. Yeah, I'm just, I'm like trying to think. <laughs> what do I do? Do I think about celebrities when I'm masturbating? I um, have, but I wouldn't say it's like my regular go-to. Yeah, neither. Yeah. Just think about my girlfriend. But <laughs> how many people? Um, there's a lot of people in the world. Yeah. Like, and a million isn't that many. Oh, I don't know. I just don't know. Or h how many people are, do you say, are diagnosed with? So there's a million people, uh, a million STIs required every day worldwide. So do we think more than a million people masturbate over celebrities every day or less? I think more, probably. I don't know who's doing the polls on these How do numbers. You know? I don't know where we're getting this information from. To be honest, there are like a lot of super fans out there who make yeah. like a lot of erotic fiction. So maybe we'll go for more. Yeah, I think more too. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know the answer, by the way. Oh. We're, we're a team in this. When do we know? Um, I'm going to be told. So I think we both think that higher. We think more people. Um, 
apparently it's it's less. It's only thirty thousand. Um, Beyonce. Beyonce topped the list mm. as the most thought about woman, um, and Brad Pitt topped the male list. I don't know, Brad Pitt. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. not on it. I don't understand but. that. I've never. I'm, I'm never on board with that. But good for <laughs> good for you, Brad. I guess. Um, Beyonce makes sense to me. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. I like that. I okay, it'd be like you know Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So our next one is at the 2012 London Olympics, which lasted 17 days. Was the number of condoms the athletes were provided with little or larger than the number of people who fantasize about celebs? Sorry, can you say that again? I know it's re- it's really complicated, isn't it? So, I'm just uh, tired. <laughs> <laughs> so. At the 2012 London Olympics, mm. how many condoms do we think were given out to the athletes? Right. Do we think it's more than 30,000 or less than 30,000? Oh, less. Do you think? Yeah. I think it might be more. Really? I think I'm bad at this game. <laughs> I feel like athletes are like, because they're not allowed to have sex before they like perform and stuff, I think. Mm-mm-mm. Perform? Is that what athletes okay. do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, run. I not run. Um, I, I compete, make, compete. Compete. There yeah. we go. Um, wow. <laughs> and I don't know, I can just see you get a load of like young, fit people together because they all live in those like little athletes villages and I feel like there's going to be a lot of sex happening. I feel like, I think less. That was quite a lot. I don't know. So, how many athletes are there? No. Yeah, uh, to be honest, I don't, that's, a, that's <laughs> no actually idea. a really good question. I have no idea. So do you think less? I would say, but do you, we're, te- we're on a team. We are we're on, a, on team, a team, but yeah. you're the guest, so. No, well, like, you, you pick, hun, seriously, uh, we'll find out. I think, I think more, I do. I just think there's probably thousands of athletes and they must have given them at least like 10 each, right? Okay, so, so, let's go for so it. More. Yeah, so uh, we think more condoms were given out. So that's more than 30,000 condoms were given out <laughs> at the London Olympics. Um, and the answer is, yes, there was more. They were oh, provided wow. with 150,000 <laughs> condoms. Um, <laughs> that's roughly 15 each for 17 days. Okay. Yeah, so like they, they're yeah. not even having sex every day. Yeah, yeah. reasonable. It makes sense. Reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, the next one. Does the clitoris contain a little or larger number of nerve fibers? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I should know. I'm stressed. I'm going to get this wrong. I can I tell. I feel like it's one. Of, I bet there's like 10 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Fibers. It's a lot. It's yeah. It has to be massive. Yeah. So we think more, right? More. So I don't actually know what more than what. Sorry. More than 150,000. More than Which ha- was the number of condoms at the Olympics. This is the most complicated game ever. We're never playing this again. I'm actually, no, but there's something wrong with me today. <laughs> I just was like, I'm going to get it wrong. There's loads. Um, um, I think there's more. More nerve fibres in a clitoris than 150,000. Nerve, nerve, nerve endings? Nerve fibres? Nerve fibres. There has to be more. Nerve fibres. I bet there's like 600 million or something. Yeah, there's a lot going The human body lot, is weird. There's a lot going there's on. There's a lot happening down there. It's great. So, yeah, let's go for more. Yeah, okay. We are saying that there are more. We think there are more nerve fibers in the clitoris. Um, and we are incorrect. There are 8, only 8,000 nerve fibers. Um, oh. But that's twice as many as the penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we learned a lot here. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, mate. Yeah. Um, My sex ha- education was terrible. I think all of our I sex education was really terrible. Nice. I don't know anything, anything <laughs> other than that. Well, we're learning more now, and yeah, that's, that's what matters. Um, should we have a little bit more music? Um, let's do 18 by Twinkets. Fubar Radio presents Access All Areas. 
time as well. <gasps> Thank Strictly. you Hello. Hello. Hi, Thank you so guys. much for coming in. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're dating Joe. Yes. He was your dance partner last year, right? Yes, he so, was. I always wanted to ask. Uh-oh. Who put on who first? <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those things, like, obviously during the show, we were honestly so, so busy with, yeah. with learning a routine every week. And it wasn't until after the series that we were like, oh, my gosh, we, we really did enjoy spending all this time together. So and, um, and, yeah, we ended up, yeah, you know, being, being together. It is very. And it's cute that it's managed to succeed outside of the show. Access All Areas, every Thursday from 6 p.m. Radio. Liv, I want to talk mm. a little bit about your TED Talk because I'm a, <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit confused. Okay, <laughs> yeah, go for it. So it's the the rushing. Cause you're quizzing me on something that I did three years ago. So thank you. Cousin. Sorry, Amazing. sorry about it. Just gonna put you on the spot. Yeah. So uh, the basically the premise for it was that there was. A theory called um, rushing women syndrome. Um, um, we, me and Charlie, as women of colour, that you know, we're rushing a lot and kind of taking on multiple, um, just t- taking on too much and feeling like you have to overperform, which is kind of true because we know we live in a like structurally racist society, mm-hmm. so there is more that you have to do to be recognised. Um, and witnessing, I guess, a lot of our peers really overworking and going into like burnout mo- mode and then the kind of mental health and also physical health impacts of that. So we basically ter- like flipped that um, rushing women syndrome and applied it slash built our own syndrome at the time, um, which was rushing women of colour syndrome. So we looked at the kind of like political climate. We looked at austerity. We looked at the things were- that were impacting us. We also looked at um, we also interviewed um, oh, basically, so it was a piece that we wrote that we then turned into a um, into this TED talk. Um, it was all such a the, the irony is that it was all happened in a really rushing, rushing way. Yeah. way. So I was supposed to be writing this essay on my own about this topic, and then I was really stressed. I had like a really tough year. There was grief, trauma, whatever. It was like just a, a really kind of uh, busy, stressful period, right? And Charlie's like, oh, why don't I help you? And then I, so, so we went back to the editor and I'm like, oh, you know, we're thinking of writing this thing together. So we wrote it together. And we kind of look into how me and hers communication style at the time, especially, was quite uh, chaotic. Yeah. And how actually, I think only we can communicate with each other like that. And I, you know, had some lessons where I realised that not everyone likes to communicate in such a chaotic way and that's fine. Um, But yeah, so we basically turned it into this TED Talk where we examine what that looked like by sharing our own experiences and also our experiences of kind of running and 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 working on a full-time business alongside lots of other things and 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 just the, the the process of navigating that so it was really about our scattiness in a way um and kind of situating that in some research and also the experiences of some of our peers as mm-hmm. well um and i think people could were able to relate to it I, I, yeah. I think it's. A, I think I do think it's a really important thing, mm. and I think the way that you're talking about it is important because I think people may not necessarily realise that they're caught up in this mm, behaviour. Mm, mm. I mean, I say that like it's a negative thing, and I don't mm. think it always is. It has negative consequences, mm, mm, mm. but I think you know people putting themselves out there and doing amazing things is incredible. Yeah. And I think like it's interesting if I if I look back at so many of the guests we've had mm, on mm. the show there is this desire to kind of overcompensate and always it's almost like we we, we don't have this like defined 
the amount of successful people that we've had on this show, for instance, mm. who almost don't recognise that success. And mm. I feel like... <gasps> That's th- part of it, because yeah. you get caught up in this thing. Okay, when you're, like, rushing around so much, you never actually see, like, what you've achieved. So you're yeah. consistently, like, chasing for, looking for the next thing or like the next project and I think I was getting myself into such a thing of okay right that's done but I'm not actually going to sit with the joy and the fact that that is something that has been achieved I'm just thinking about what's next on my list because my list is fucking huge right Um, and I think that's so important for our mental well-being that we say yeah damn straight I worked really hard and this thing happened amazing let me celebrate myself in whatever way that looks like for me whether that's going to the pub for a drink or just like having a night to yourself or having a day off or like getting yourself a massage whatever that is whatever you're able to do to celebrate and show up for yourself I think it's so important and and otherwise life is not going to be filled with any joy like you know fundamentally if you're not if you're not feeling it if you're not sitting with it what is the point what is the point I do the work that I do because it's important and also because I love it and it brings me joy and if I'm not sitting in that joy it's not a sustainable thing for me you know so that's that's really important is that is that how you define success then by 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 the joy it brings to your life yeah yeah i don't think it's like clout or accolades or anything like that or awards i think all of those things kind of prove your worth to other people but i don't think that's like a divine defining measure of like how important you are you know we're all important and we all have our thing that we're we're kind of here to to contribute to the to the planet to the ecosystem and i'm so sure that i'm doing exactly what it is that i am supposed to be doing um that's great that's lovely yeah um yeah i mean it has to be right (laughs) otherwise what's the point but um and and so i think yes it's about it's about it's about joy it's about joy um and yeah finding joy in 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 what it is that you're you're doing i'm in a very you know fortunate position that i get to do something that i love and work for myself and and kind of create the environment that i wish to see so that's that's amazing. It would be pretty it, rubbish if I was miserable the whole time. And, and yeah, you know, I can be very moody. I'm moody today, but <laughs> you're <laughs> not coming across that way. <laughs> it's it, it, it's it's interesting you say that. Actually, I had a moment recently where I sat down with my best friend, and I was like, you know, I I, I work for myself. I'm doing this job that I love, and I'm really really happy. And I'm like. I feel guilty for like feeling this way oh, and I was yeah. like what a what a bizarre yeah. thing to have and it was like almost like well you're not working hard enough Callum if you're if you're happy and you're enjoying your life you can't possibly be doing it right and I think I think sometimes we have these ideas negative ideas drilled into us that we have to be unhappy and slogging and stressed and no we glamorize and... stress sorry and the thing is I spend a lot of time rushing and I spend a lot of time yeah. I'm trying not to answer when people say how are you oh, I'm busy and stressed because we like it just becomes this thing that we say and it's like like if you're not busy and stressed, then what are you really doing? And that is so unhealthy, right, as well. Um, yeah, why should we not be enjoying our lives and working hard? That doesn't mean that it's not hard and that you have moments when you're so tired and you want to cry and it, and it's all too much. But overall, yes, I think we should all be striving for joy, whatever that looks like to you. You know, my joy is my friends, my family, food, love, you know. Um, but yeah. Well, speaking speaking of joy, um, <laughs> um, I'm going to take us into the last segment of the show now. Yeah. So this is sex confessions, the mm. thing that brings us the most joy oh my in the gosh, world. I'm so excited. Um, so our lovely listeners have sent in some of their confessions. If you would like to send in a confession of your own for a future show, you can do that by emailing Callum at foobarradio.com. And it is anonymous, so we won't read out your name or any identifying features 
on the radio. Do you want to? Are you ready to dive right yeah, in? Yeah, there? Yeah. Would you like to read one, or shall I read the? I don't mind reading. Do one. you want to read one? Okay, you this can. Giving you... me the first one's giving me throwbacks to like <laughs> to like um, post school when me and all my friends went to Amsterdam and Ooh. stayed in like a hostel, and it just got really wild so um, <laughs> i want to hear your confession now no. <laughs> um i i went to amsterdam recently and paid for a hostel hostel turns out dot 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 i didn't spend one night in the hostel i met some lovely men and women that weekend oh, dot 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 <laughs> i love this Live I, your best life. I feel like i've had a few like scenarios like this because mm-hmm. I, I i traveled a lot in my early 20s mm. and i did a lot of the kind of like you turn up at a, a new city and you don't book anywhere because you might not need to. Mm. <laughs> but you always have to have like yes. a backup of somewhere you can stay. <laughs> um, so I, I, I love this. I feel like, I mean, I mean, I'm disappointed that they paid the paid for the hostel and wasted their money. I when know, they... but like, go, good for you. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. That's, that's fun. And Amsterdam, what a great place. We all love Amsterdam. Um, okay, our next one. Keep having sex to Lizzo yes <laughs> <laughs> with my various hookups um, we every time we always end up singing the lyrics and having to turn off or stop for a karaoke session I love that that girl is fucking powerful I love that I when love there's that like too. that song that comes on and yeah, you're like, like yes <laughs> That's great. I, what I love about this as well, I feel like so often when we talk about sex, mm. it's this like people trying to recreate sex that they've seen in porn and it needs to be like, like hyper sexy mm, and mm, sexual mm, at mm. all times. And I think like sex can be, yeah, you can do that. And yeah. like there's always room for that because it's great. But like a little bit of fun and silliness in it's, sex is okay too. Absolutely. Like, singing absolutely. along to Lizzo mid-sex sounds absolutely, absolutely incredible. I might be fine doing that to, found doing that to Marvin Gaye. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and God, I love Lizzo. What, yeah. a, what a hero. Epic. Um, would you like to read the next one? <laughs> uh, <okay>. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> My girl travels a lot for work, and when she is home, she hates sucking me off. I love getting head, full stop. I'm a bit stuck, full stop. That is all. Uh, I don't like that this person is kind of assuming that their partner should be exactly. giving them head like sex is supposed to be between two people and if she hates doing something then maybe that's not something that she doesn't want to do it you know communication yeah you know i think yeah if if you're in a relationship a partnership that's what it should be you should be able to have have conversations um and figure out what works for you both Absolutely. I think it's definitely about compromise here. And if you, you know, if you just sit down and have a very open conversation about this and say, look, I really enjoy this thing. And I've noticed that you don't necessarily enjoy it. Let's discuss that. Is there, is there something somewhere where we can fall in the middle? She doesn't like it. She doesn't like it. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, but, but um, yeah, but exactly. Have, you can find a, something else you can do instead. Have a, that you have both a chat. Enjoy. I, you know, I can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yes. Nobody, nobody owes you sex or owes you any sex. Acts. No. Okay, our next one. Um, This is more of a rant than a confession, they've said. Um, I'm so sick of men looking disgusted at my pit hair. As a black, gender-fluid, sparkly human being, I want to feel accepted on all of my dates. About 5% of my dates with guys don't include judgment. I can tell you you how many times I've thrown a guy out. Women are generally so much more respectful. I love the your description um of a black gender fluid sparkly sparkly human being i love that as well that's wonderful that makes Um, me happy i think fuck them um 
they're not it. You know, yeah. if they can't accept you for, for who you are, then it's not worth your time. And I feel like sometimes when you least expect it, um, the person who or people who, you know, um, are well suited to you will appear. Yeah. But, um, you know, just oh, men can be, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, they absolutely can. They absolutely can. Um, yeah, I think. But I'm, I'm, I'm sorry because that's tough to to kind of be putting yourself out there to find that people aren't um, accepting of of who you are. Um, and we know, especially, you know, as black people dating, there are so many difficulties and barriers that can come with that stereotypes vile language that is used um especially in dating apps and, and things like that so i'm sorry that that's your experience but don't be too disheartened because you know yeah the right people are out there and not everyone is an asshole either absolutely and i and i think it's something that is again it gets drilled into us a little bit that we have to change ourselves and conform to be like sexually attractive to other people and it's mm -hmm. it's, it's it's completely nonsense you know you express yourself and and i mean you are as a, as you said you're a black gender fluid sparkly human being and mm. i and i love that you know express yourself the way that you want to and 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 the right people will come and, and fuck all the other people mm -mm. yeah i've armpit hair great yeah i have it we all have it amazing yeah well, what's the issue um i think we probably have time for one more would you like to read one more Liv? sure um uh, you can choose you can have this one why don't we do the last one because if, if you're happy to because it's directed at yes you. i've been talking a lot so. <laughs> <laughs> so um if you're happy yeah yeah, yeah absolutely okay. um when did you find out you were gay and how did you tell your family love you callum oh that's so nice um th thanks for writing in uh i so i had this thing when i was like really young when i was like literally like seven eight years old mm. i was like really attracted to other boys and i didn't think anything of it i thought this was completely natural as i mm. think many young people do mm -mm -mm. until i remember this specific day i remember it vividly as if it was yesterday sitting in the like lunch canteen at school and, and saying this to some of my classmates and their reaction was what instantly made me feel so this shame mm -mm -mm. and like there was something wrong with me and then it took me until i was 16 years old so another eight years for me to really really accept the fact that I was gay and that that was fine mm. um, and it was just you know a couple of other classmates who who gave me all that shame and everything mm. and I feel like that's that's always where it comes from it's always mm -hmm. external people aren't naturally ashamed of who they are um, but yeah when I did tell my family they were amazing about it and, mm. and 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 that's the good thing and now I'm out and proud and I have been for many many years Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Liv, this brings us right up to the end of the show. Um, you have been. I wanted to play more Liv a little. <laughs> you hated that game. I Don't loved lie. It. <laughs> Don't lie to me. Um, I know you have so many amazing things coming up. So mm. if people want to follow you and your journey and your magazine yeah. and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do they do that? Um, so Galdem um, is at Galdemzine on all social media channels, um, which is G A L D M Z I N E. And then the website is G al the hyphen is very important dem.com and then i'm live little um and you can find that on instagram and stuff i don't really tweet but you know i'm on twitter <laughs> as well um yeah <laughs> amazing well i think everyone should follow you on your journey and i wish you thank all the you. success and in you. your endeavors and you. thank you so much <laughs> i'm gonna play you out with a little bit of tuck your head under the covers
I'm gonna get you in my head. You've been listening to a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com.